is Histories and Mysteries. I'm Ashley. I'm Jessica. <coughs> I'm about to have a coughing fit. <laughs> <coughs> oh, Jesus Christ. And I'm Rochelle. <laughs> Am I leaving that in? <laughs> 100% leave that in. That's hilarious. <laughs> well, I was sick for the last two recordings and now Rochelle's sick. <laughs> Everybody knock on wood for me that I don't get it next, even though we're not like together physically. I'm just, I hope I don't get it next. (laughs) I hope not. (laughs) All right. So on this week's episode, I'm going to be talking about crime scene staging. Ooh. And Rochelle is going to be talking about Dear David. So excited. I'm excited. (laughs) Okay, so this is a story that Jessica suggested to me, and I cannot believe that I never heard of it. It's so creepy. The only thing I heard is that they're making a movie about it, but I don't know anything about it. I just know that there's going to be a movie about Dear David. I have no idea what it is. (laughs) You're going to have to look up the picture of him. Okay. Oh, yeah, but not yet. Yeah, wait (laughs) until the story. (laughs) (laughs) So excited. All right. (laughs) So when I talk about crime scene staging, I think it's super fun. It's super interesting. And I hope you guys learn a lot from it. <laughs> I'm interested. This like crime scene staging, like like setting up a crime scene. Yeah, it's like how the perpetrator, okay. like different ways that it can be set up and interpreted. Okay. Yeah. yeah. My, I had Kyle read it just to make sure it didn't sound too papery. Um, and he told me to find an example for one of my points. And I didn't do that because I forgot. So, sorry. <laughs> um, you didn't uh, find examples for your work? Um, not like a real Fail. case example. <laughs> I well on this, so... <laughs> it just sounded so like teachery like excuse me can you support your theory with examples (laughs) no i didn't have like a real life example kind of yeah i gotcha so crime scene staging is a conscious act performed by a perpetrator in an attempt to derail an investigation by altering the scene of the crime in order to make it appear as though something else occurred The offender believes that by staging the scene of the crime, he or she is able to avoid detection and apprehension by creating the illusion that a separate offense occurred. So basically this ceases the continuation of investigation because the detectives aren't going to look for fingerprints, victimology, stuff like that, because they think that the crime in front of us is the crime that was committed. We don't need to do anything further with it. So, yeah. Some investigators, when not properly trained to detect the signs of staging, will look at a crime scene as it is and come to the conclusion based off of the evidence before them. In such cases, though the scene displays what happened, that may not always be the case. So the investigator will not have come to an ultimate conclusion as perceived due to the fact that he or she will not have looked at all factors involved in a case. Crime scene staging may seem like a simple act that occurs to avoid being detected, when in reality, there are three separate forms of crime scene staging that may occur. Oh, interesting. Well, I would like to say that in TV shows, it never works. There's like, they staged it as a robbery, but it wasn't. Nothing was taken. <laughs> the stupider the criminal, the more elaborate the staging. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. The most common form of crime scene staging occurs when an offender changes aspects of the scene in order to make the death appear as a suicide rather than a homicide. We see that all the time. Never works. Never. (laughs) Never works in TV. They always know. (laughs) Yeah. We, uh, Kyle and I's favorite show is Psych, and it's really funny. It's a great show. And there were so many of those incidents where like the the victim looked like they had killed themselves by like hanging or whatever but then it was later found out that it was murder and so well i think and i could be wrong but i think i did an episode on the dice murders which happened near where my hometown is Mm -hmm. and he 
shot his wife in the head twice and tried to say it was a suicide. Yes, but, I remember that. Yeah. 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 And they're like, oh, both of those would have been fatal. So yeah. Ugh, so crazy. So the second one um, is found. So the second one <laughs> occurs when an offender attempts to make a violent homicide appear as a sex-related homicide. And the final form of crime scene crime scene staging <laughs> examined is when an individual makes an attempt to have it appear as though a fire occurred and the victim was trapped inside at the time of his or her death, opposed to the tragedy that actually became of that person. When in doubt, set it on fire. Exactly. <laughs> I think there was something like that in uh, Toronto. Um, and it's been like ongoing for a while. Have you guys heard of the, and maybe I'll do this, but um, it was an unsolved mysteries of the guy who's like filming an arson and like laughing. They don't know who, who it is. No. But it's like super creepy video footage of this guy just like chuckling, like watching this burning house. Ew. That's so creepy. So like I said, the most common form of crime scene staging, which is often seen on the media is when a homicide is made to look like a suicide. So this form is constantly observed in the media. So an individual with a gunshot wound to the head is found sitting on a chair, gun is in their hand with their finger on the trigger. To anyone coming in on that scene, his or her immediate reaction would be to assume that the individual shot themselves and the case is closed. Except for the blood spatter is always the wrong way. (laughs) Always. Or the wrong hand. <laughs> Except in um, spoiler alert, the show you they got away with that being they Uh-oh. did a suicide, but it wasn't really a suicide. They murdered the guy. So wow. they like make him kill himself. No, they just straight up murdered him and then made it look like a suicide, and the cops bought it. Holy crap! Oh, but spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. (laughs) So without a doubt, all the telltale signs are there. However, an investigator must look not simply at the physical evidence, but also at the outer factors that may affect the case. That includes victimology. So were there any indications that the victim wanted to end his or her life? What were their future short-term or long-term plans? And if there were any issues between the individual and any other people who may have wanted to cause harm to that person without asking questions like those the scene will remain that of a suicide and no further investigation would be pursued should this be the case and the organized offender achieved his or her goal of derailing this police investigation that individual is at an increased risk of committing another crime of a similar nature because i mean they got away with it the first time what makes them think that they wouldn't get rid- away with it the second time? That's what happened in you. They got no. away with it the first time, so they did it again. Actually, <laughs> some people have never watched it. Well, you should. It's really, really good. The books are also really good, and they're completely different. Like, the first book really follows the seri- first season. The second season kind of follows the book. Third season and the third book are not anything alike, so... You should definitely read them too, because then you get a double dose of you. And then Ashley can tell you the plot of all three books. And <laughs> I love it so much. I watched seasons. both the series and read all the books. <laughs> really good. I watched the first few episodes of season one, and I just could not get into it. What? I I think he just I I I've watched Gossip Girl too many times. It's very I watched Gossip Girl too, but I mean, this is a very different character. I know, but it's very difficult for me to like differentiate them because, like, once we found out, spoiler alert, that he was Gossip Girl, it was just hard to like 
like him again as a well you're not supposed to we're gonna have to call this episode like spoiler every (laughs) single tv show to ever air and badgley badgley spoiler alert (laughs) spoiler alert well you're not supposed to like joe although you do end up kind of ah so he's very murderous and he puts women in cages but like in the end of the fourth book like i was really rooting for him and i was like what is wrong with you I was rooting for him so hard and I was like dang it and then he just got murdered no no he's still alive oh then who did he murder like what who got murdered oh he murdered a lot of people there's a lot of people dead (laughs) (laughs) all right (laughs) an example of a homicide made to appear as a suicide where further investigation by officers was not initially conducted was when a man had supposedly been playing with a gun and had shot himself. Upon attending the scene, the gun was in the male's hand and a magazine was on the floor a few feet away from where he was sitting. The officer in charge on scene then decided that an investigation was not required and that the individual had shot himself. However, the following day, upon the review of the case, homicide detectives noticed discrepancies in the information provided. The detectives came to the conclusion that the individual would not have been able to shoot himself as the gun needed to be a certain distance away from the male in order for no blowback to be produced, which would not have been possible if it was self-inflicted. With this in mind, it is easy to understand how a crime scene can be misinterpreted if the one investigating does not know what to look for. Therefore, staging the homicide to appear as a suicide will prove to be of more success than the next two forms of staging. The second form of crime scene staging occurs when an offender stages the crime scene to make it appear as though it was sex-related, when in reality it was intended violence against the victim that ultimately ended in their demise. There are many reasons as to why an offender may want to stage the scene in this manner, one of which includes sexual fantasy, which I talked about in one of our previous episodes. So funny, I was listening to another podcast called Let's Go to Court, which we've talked about multiple times on here, but they did an episode where um, that was one of the things is this lady came up murdered and the guy was like, oh, it was like a sex thing gone wrong. Like we were, you know, just playing and choking and, you know, she it went too far and she died and it actually turned out to be the truth which is oh, crazy geez. but oh yeah, can you imagine no that'd be horrible yes. so the offender goes into a state of mind a pseudo existence which i talked about in that previous episode the role of fantasy where they can play out their sexual fantasies so this may include mutilating the victim's body or posing and staging the lifeless body a certain way in order to fulfill this fantasy in his or her pseudo-existence. Very much like BTK killer vibes. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about that. You don't know about the BTK killer? No, I've heard the name, but I don't know anything about him. All right, well, stay tuned for an episode. Yeah, it is really interesting. It stands for bind, torture, kill. Yeah. Oh, maybe I have, but still do an episode because I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Secondly, the offender may pose the body in such a way as to humiliate the victim or the victim's family. Thirdly, the offender may simply be staging the body in a sexually degrading way to mislead investigators. In any case, despite these three reasons, the most well-known case of sexual posing was... The Black Dahlia. Yeah! The Black Dahlia. I love that case. I don't love that case, like... It's a very fascinating (laughs) case, yes. Yeah. Um, And I covered it a while ago as well yeah it was a long time ago but yeah it was interesting yeah so young aspiring actress elizabeth short was found naked and mutilated in a park by a woman on a walk with their daughter miss short's body was severed in half with her lower half positioned a few feet away from her torso her arms were positioned above the head legs spread wide and numerous lacerations to her arms breasts and face area this was clearly a case of sexual posing leaving the only question as to what would be the reasoning behind such a staging, a question which may never be answered. 
Staging of the crime scene in this manner is definitely made more interesting when looking at the motivators for such manipulation of a scene. Lastly, this form of crime scene staging is when the perpetrator is attempting to cover their tracks by setting fire to the scene. So most people believe that all evidence can be destroyed by setting a fire, which in most cases is not true. (laughs) In this sense, the perpetrator is attempting to cover their tracks by destroying all evidence. In turn, this manner of doing things is as much of a continuation of the crime as it is staging it to appear as though an in as though an accident had occurred rather than a homicide. Yeah, why just stop at murder and go straight for arson too? Right? Set fire to everything. (laughs) You're already getting charged for murder, so why not add on a little arson? Well, I don't think most people realize like how hot the fire has to be to actually like get rid of a body. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or even just certain evidence, right? like fingerprints and stuff so um this like we just discussed is very naive thinking (laughs) as the body will still be at the scene as a human body does not disintegrate it chars therefore physical evidence remains and a medical examiner will more than likely be able to determine the cause of death or at least whether or not the victim was alive prior to being set on fire in one case An individual had shot and killed his wife in their home. In order to destroy the evidence, he then proceeded to set his home on fire. Evidence, such as fingerprints and foot impressions, will indeed be destroyed by the fire. Oh, I guess I was wrong. Um, (laughs) However, DNA is able to withstand extreme heats and it will survive. Yeah, I didn't know DNA would survive. That's interesting. I knew like parts of the body would survive. So I guess you would get the DNA from that. But yeah, yeah interesting. Bones, teeth and bones are the last ones to. Yeah. Yeah. And like you could do dental records too, right? Yeah. So this allows collection of physical evidence to still be possible despite the attempt by the offender to destroy everything and derail the police investigation. Basically, the thought that fire can destroy all incriminating evidence is a common misconception by most. And while it is used as a staging tactic to cover up a homicide, it is not one of the more successful ways to go about it. Well, and most criminals, like, aren't super smart, so. No. <laughs> Although, okay, there are, there is, like, this picture it basically had a bunch of serial killers and their astrological sign next to them. And most of them were Virgos. Yep. Because we are very analytical and organized. So Virgos and Sagittarius is man. Like they're the two yeah. You know killers. who there wasn't any serial killers of? Scorpios in your face. Which is wild because you guys are aggressive. Yeah, but like where a like where just fucked up on the surface and all around so like why do we need to do <laughs> why do we need to do crimes i am literally <laughs> surrounded by scorpios and i hate it but i feel like i don't fit <laughs> a scorpio very well i'm You're not a very like, outgoing scorpio yeah and i'm not like super aggressive i'm not like super like sexual like i try to be but i'm just kind of more nerdy than like sexy you know <laughs> <laughs> I want to be sexy, but I'm just not. (laughs) So basically to sum everything up, crime scene staging is an important part in understanding criminal behavior. The three forms of staging that we discussed not only allows investigators to better understand the offender through their motives, but it also helps determine the most likely suspect based upon each form of staging. However, Staging is usually not detected unless an investigator is trained to look for certain aspects of a scene that are amiss and are willing to take the time to reconstruct the scene in order to figure out what really happened prior to coming to an ultimate conclusion. So that is my story on crime scene staging. That was really cool, uh, Jess. I really like to hear like the science behind like different cases that we know and we could bring up and talk about. That was that was really interesting. Thanks. Basically, I think what we've learned is if you want to kill someone, 
just leave it at that. You don't have to make yeah. it something else. It's all good. Yeah, it doesn't exactly. really work. <laughs> all right. Are you guys ready to hear a story? Yes. I'm so ready. I And I'm a little freaked out because... Last night, I found my dog, like, in the middle of the night crying in the hall. She was, like, crying towards the room that I'm in right now. And then you're going to tell me a scary story, so I'm already a little on edge. What's that behind <laughs> you, Ashley? I know, right? It's a trash bag. <laughs> okay. No, I see something peeping through the window. That would be terrifying because I'm on the second floor. <laughs> oh, man. my God. That's my biggest fear. There, Like, I read a, a short story one time where it was, like, a guy who goes to a house and he's wondering why there's all of these creepy portraits that are just like staring at him and as he walks through the hallway in the dark he's wondering why they like follow him and in Ew. the morning it's all windows there are never any portraits oh my gosh that's terrifying it's awful all right so i use wakelet for this wakelet.com it's blossom.com and the wrap.com Okay. So I want to start off with a little bit of an intro just to get you eased in because I had no idea what this was about. And the title, Dear David, I thought it was going to be like a letter to David. I keep thinking no. of like Dear Evan Hansen, the Broadway. Yeah. So good. <laughs> Did you see the movie? No, I don't want to watch the movie. I've heard really bad things. Yeah, it was super weird. <laughs> all right have you heard of dear david i have if you keep up with mega social media site twitter you just might have encountered the chilling ghost baby <laughs> Ew, i hate this already i love baby. that oliver was like hi <laughs> he's like i'm a ghost baby <laughs> i was gonna say i thought he was more of like a ghost child he's kind like- of like a ghost child yeah, I always like pictured him as like a little like five year old boy. I mm. don't know. Five still baby. <laughs> Adam Ellis, a comic book artist and author, began tweeting his called ghostly encounters with the spirit of a dead child who has a taste for murder back Blech. in August Ew. of 2017. Ew. Yeah. Ollie's loving this. I love it. <laughs> Ellis tweeted week after week about the ghost baby certain the specter wanted to kill him of course his series of tweets spooked a huge number of followers the question at hand is are the stories real or are they an elaborate work of fiction meant to stir up the platform what do you think uh well seeing that he's a comic book artist and an author i'm leaning towards that it's probably like a big meta thing yeah fiction like slender man ellis is quoted as saying i've never been interested in convincing anyone that ghosts are real i just want to tell my story if it was all fiction i probably would have updated more than once every couple weeks he mentioned never expecting to have his story so talked about and he made sure to only post his updates at night giving him time to process what had happened during each encounter. Or freak everybody out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, excuse me. That's what I was thinking. That's yeah. the scariest time to post something. <laughs> also, he said if it it wasn't all fiction. So that, like, makes me think maybe he's just, like, elaborating on things that happened and making it more scary. Yeah. So I haven't even read all of these tweets because I wanted to, like, experience it with you guys. So it started on Monday, August 7th, 2017. Adam Ellis posts to Twitter at 11.35 a.m. So my apartment is currently being haunted by the ghost of a dead child, and he's trying to kill me. Oh, no. (laughs) He started appearing in dreams, but I think he's crossed over into the real world now. Oh, it's Freddy Krueger. Oh, I hate that. His origin story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah little boy. <laughs> <laughs> little Freddy Krueger origin story. <laughs> the first time I saw him, I was experiencing sleep paralysis and saw a child sitting in the green rocking chair at the foot of my bed. 
Oh, hell no. He had a huge misshapen head that was dented on one side. I did my best to try and draw it. That is how he died, I'm certain. (laughs) For a while, he just stared at me. But then he got out of the chair and started shambling towards the bed. (laughs) I couldn't move because I was paralyzed. I have sleep paralysis fairly often. It sucks. I, too, get sleep paralysis, and it fucking sucks. You do, Rochelle? Oh, that's crazy. Right before he reached my bed, I woke up screaming. I had another dream a few nights later where I was in a library, and a girl came up to me and said, You've seen Dear David, haven't you? (laughs) I was like, Who? (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) (coughs) David's trying to kill you. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Jesus Christ. I was like, who? And she said, dear David, you saw him. She continued. He's dead. He only appears at midnight. And you can ask him two questions if you say, dear David, first. Then she added, but never try to ask him a third question or he'll kill you. Oh, no. It's like a bad genie. Yeah. I feel like I've heard that before, like in some other urban legend, like you can ask him two, but the third one you die. I was or just about like that. I was just about to say that. Like it honestly sounds like an amalgamation of different urban legends. Yeah. Yeah. I was very yeah. shaken. Having two dreams about the same thing is pretty weird. Anyways, a couple of weeks passed without incident. Then David came back in another dream. Yeah. Same situation. I was in bed, and he was sitting in the rocking chair near the window, staring at me. In the dream, I say, dear David, how did you die? He mumbles, an accident in a store. I say, dear David, what happened in the store? He groans, a shelf was pushed on my head. I'm frozen with fear, I ask, who pushed the shelf? David doesn't answer. I realize that I've asked a third question. He asked three <laughs> questions! Which I'm not supposed oh, to do. At that point, I wake up absolutely terrified. The next couple of days, I Google deaths in the city, but can't find anything about a kid named David dying in a store. I even try different names. Daniel, Dylan, Devon, nothing. A few weeks go by without incident. Sort of randomly, the apartment above mine is vacant is vacated sort of randomly what sort of randomly oh my god the fifth fifth try sort of randomly the apartment above mine is vacated and i have the opportunity to move into it it's it's a larger apartment so i'm thrilled another month or two goes by and i sort of forget about dear david i think he lost track of me because i moved upstairs but lately something strange is happening Oh, no. For the past four nights, my cats gather at the front door at exactly midnight and just stare at it. Almost like there's something on the other side. And he includes a photo. Oh, Oh, my goodness. The kitties. Also, can we talk about how if you ever own a rocking chair, you need to get rid of it because it's 100%. (laughs) Absolutely. Last night, I got a weird feeling, and I looked at the peephole, and I'm dead certain I saw movement on the other side. When I opened the door and turned on the hall light, nothing was there, but my cat seemed unnerved, unnerved, bushy tails, etc. And that's where I am right now. Dear David found me, I think. I don't know what to do. I'll keep you updated. Oh, dear David. so then he's haunted like not the place yeah i think it's it's, yeah it's attached to him so a couple days later wednesday august 9th update for the sixth night in a row my cat has walked over to the door promptly at midnight and stared at it and he includes, for reference, Ew. a Ugh. clock saying midnight and his cat staring at the door. Yuck. 
That would terrify me because I honestly, like, I mean, obviously there's always noises in your houses, right? Especially I have two dogs and three cats, which side note, Rochelle, you have a kitten. I'll tell you about it later. I did. I'll tell you about it later after this. But anyway, so I have three dogs and two cats. And if I ever hear a noise, like I just kind of look to my animals and if they're fine, then I'm fine. But if like, they're kind of like freaking out, Uh, then I freak out. So then he posts what's going on with a video. Says, okay, so I took a, a photo through the people because I'm too scared to open the door. I feel like I saw something. I couldn't tell, oh. so I mustered the courage to open the door. Nothing was there, but I took another photo. Look at this. Is it me or is there something in the first photo right where the banister meets the shelves hiding on the stairs? So wait, I'm going to see. I don't think I see anything in that picture, but... Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> it just looks like dirt on the people. Oh, uh-uh. oh. Well, you know, sometimes when you want to see something, you see something. You know what I mean? Like when you're creeped yeah. out. And I wasn't sure if it was a smudge or something. So I took a second photo from inside. There was something out there. I deadbolted the lock and got into bed because I don't know what else to do. I can still hear my cat meowing at the door. I'm pretty scared. Thursday, August 10th. So this is the next day. It's been pretty quiet tonight. I'm going to try out a sleep talk app to see if anything happens during the night. No, thanks. No, no, no. I've used a sleep app a couple of times because since I've gained weight, I snore. This is embarrassing, but people, they'll, they'll commiserate with me. But anyway, so I've used it before to hear like how bad I'm snoring and stuff and I'm always terrified that I'm going to pick something up I haven't but I'm always terrified creepy I'm heading to bed but the cats are back at the door they only do this in the middle of the night it's routine now and the next night he posts a video of the cats going to the door and here we go just minutes before midnight. it's always at midnight Maxwell is extra talkative tonight he's obviously trying to tell me something and they both look like tuxedo kitties, which is what I have, two tuxedo kitties. And they are notoriously chatty yeah. cats. Yeah, Lieutenant is. I have a tuxedo mm-hmm. kitty, and he's very yeah. chatty. They're both there now. And then he posts a photo. Um, he's drawn a salt ring around the door. And he says... He's much oh, too much supernatural. I don't even know if this is the right kind of salt. Yeah. Oh, no. Is there a right kind of salt? <laughs> so, can you not just go pick up like grocery store salt? Like, that's what he has. He's got time, like a right? big thing of like sea salt, and it's just like yeah. <laughs> so Friday, August eleventh, I use a sound app to record my apartment last night. It makes individual recordings each time it hears something. There were thirty three recordings. Oh, <clears throat> most of them are pretty mm. big couple of them are passing cars and the like, but there are three that I'm interested in. The first is a snapping sound and what <gasps> seems like a single step. It's odd because I didn't get out of bed all night. Yeah. Oh, can I just side note, sidebar, that okay. reminded me of something. <laughs> Apparently the other night. <laughs> so we woke up and Kyle was like, why were you petting? Like... I don't know if he said it this way, but like it was basically just like, why were you petting the cat in the middle of the night? And I'm like, I did not wake up last night. And a, and our cat was like curled up at the end of our bed by Kyle's feet on his side of the bed. And apparently I like crawled over him in my sleep and was trying to pet the cat. That's terrifying. <laughs> And he's like, I was trying to talk to you and I was asking you questions. And you were not <laughs> Can you imagine being poor Kyle, though, and just waking up and seeing you like sprawled across the bed, like all creepy like? <laughs> I would poop myself. Oh, my gosh. So this says this one is weird because out of the 33 recordings, this is the only one that has that strange electric sound throughout. This directly follows the electric static. Another snap, and then I groan in my sleep. These <laughs> happen between 2 to 3 a.m. I have no explanation for them. 
I'll keep recording and share if I find anything curious. And then Saturday, August 12th, um, a very interesting cell. Like, I don't know why you would just post a selfie like this, but get getting <laughs> the F out of my haunted apartment for the weekend. He's just like, peace out. Oh, he's hot. <laughs> oh, he's real pretty. And then <laughs> I dot, dot, dot have no explanation for this. And there's a link, so I'm going to open it. But it says, hmm, this page doesn't exist. So... Oh, geez. (laughs) (laughs) Monday, August 14th. So a weird thing just happened. Take it with a grain of salt. Not the salt he used on his door, though. (laughs) I bought a Polaroid camera this weekend because they're fun and dorky. (laughs) I decided to take a few photos around my apartment. Polaroids are stupid and fun and inherently sort of creepy. I did not expect to find anything. And for the most part, I didn't. He didn't expect to find something, then why do you do it? Because it's jerky and fun. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I took a, I took a couple of my living room and bedroom. That's the rocking chair I first saw David in. They're pretty unremarkable. Then I went into the hallway and snapped a photo. The Polaroid developed completely black. Hmm. I even ripped open and destroyed a fresh pack. To see if it was just an undeveloped Polaroid. But they start out white. Ugh. I also thought maybe I accidentally covered the lens with my finger. So I took a photo while intentionally covering it. The photo on the left is me covering the lens with my finger. The one on the right is my fully lit hallway taken just after midnight. So you can see the one covered with his finger is all like smudgy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So the one that he took with his finger is kind of like a lighter black like kind of you can tell that there's like something over it and the other one's just like pitch black black. so this could be nothing i'm not sure what to make of it one last thing because i wanted to double check here's a couple videos of me taking photos (laughs) um it came out totally black those videos does he have a shirt on (laughs) (laughs) actually unfortunately it's a pov so it's like (laughs) Oh, jeez. <laughs> it came out totally black again for a second time. Ew. Honestly, I don't know why I'm still fucking around with this camera. There might be a logical explanation. Someone told me to take photos from further away, so I tried that. Once with my iPhone, once with the Polaroid. Left is with my phone, right is with the Polaroid. The hall light was on both times. Why is it pitch black each time in the Polaroid? Ew. Oh, so in the, on the left, the one with his iPhone, you can actually see into the hall. There's like a light and some stuff. And then the one on the right with the Polaroid, the hall is like pitch, pitch black. black. The whole thread has been really convoluted and I'm sorry if it's hard to follow. I just thought this was weird and wanted to share. The next day, folks have been urging me to get some sage. So I did. <laughs> Picture of said sage. <laughs> I had some old coworkers that were really into like sage. One of my uh, my old boss, her house was like super haunted, and so she got some sage and stuff like that to try and get rid of any evil entities. But she said for the most part they were pretty chill, like they weren't like creepy or scary. They were just kind of there. That's good. Yeah. All right. Saging the hole, definitely saging the hell out of the rocking chair. Yeah, just get rid of it. Rocking chair is never good. Honestly, yeah. Sage doesn't seem like it'll help much, but I'm open to anything. I barely slept last night. I kept waking up feeling like something was wrong, but who knows? Maybe this will do something. Sage did not work. That's the morning after. Oh, no. I haven't dreamt about David in a few months, but he appeared again last night. <gasps> in the dream, my bedroom was filled with hazy smoke, Ew. but I could see David sitting in the chair across the room. He was... In the rocking chair that he didn't get rid of? Exactly. He was smaller this time, almost shrunken. He didn't do or say anything except look at me. Anyways, feels like a bad omen. Friday, August 18th. So we're almost at a month here. It's been two weeks and he still does this every night at midnight. Picture of the cat at the door again. Other weird stuff has been happening too. 
I've been recording myself sleeping and it picks up this weird static electricity sound every night at 3 a.m. Lasts about five minutes. This morning, I woke up to the whole house shaking. Felt like a <gasps> small earthquake. I debated even mentioning oh. that on Twitter because it sounds made up, but I distinctly felt the house swaying. It's just a whole bunch of small things happening at once. I feel so uneasy, like right before a thunderstorm comes. Everyone's telling me to move, but I don't have any guarantee that this won't follow me. It's already followed him once. Yeah. Right. I mean, and it could be like the building, but I don't see why it would just appear to him in two different apartments. Yeah, you know? I'm sure like, like somebody would have been ghost, like, hey, I feel did like... you feel that earthquake? Yeah, yeah. They just issued a thunderstorm warning for tonight. Everyone in the city is talking about how weird oh. the sky looks. I can hear rolling thunder in the distance. Monday, August 21st. All this ghost stuff has been spooky, but this past weekend was the first time I actually felt unsafe in my home. On Friday night, there was supposed to be a huge storm. In the end, it passed, but that night was bizarre anyways. I fell asleep pretty early. I was incredibly tired for some reason. I had a dream that night where David was dragging me by the arm through an old abandoned warehouse. Ooh. I'm not sure why I didn't fight back in the dream or how he was strong enough to pull me, but that's dream logic for you. It was a creepy dream, but I didn't think much of it when I woke up. I took a shower and then noticed something. I had woken up with a huge bruise on my arm. Picture of said bruise for evidence. Oh, oh no. Now look, maybe I injured myself the day before. My arm was hurting during the night, which manifested as a dream. There could be a totally logical explanation for it, so I brushed it off. Went to get coffee, which I do every weekend. When I walk to the coffee place, I always pass the food cart. I always pass a food cart repair depot. It's always incredibly busy, especially on weekends. I've lived in the neighborhood for over four years, and the place has always been jam-packed with carts getting serviced. But today it was completely abandoned. The whole warehouse was totally gutted and empty. Oh, what? Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. Well, almost empty. The the rocking chair? Was it there? (laughs) I went inside to look around (laughs) because I was astonished that this place was suddenly empty after all these years. (laughs) Basically, the only thing in the entire warehouse was a single green chair. Get rid of rocking chairs. I bet it rocked. (laughs) <laughs> a green the chair. Chair is green. i can't tell oh if you recall Yuck. david first appeared in my green rocking chair could be nothing but it's weird that that was the only thing i left behind yeah um on my way back from coffee the warehouse had been shuttered it's remained shuttered since the chair, my bruise, dreaming about an empty warehouse and then passing by one gave me the creeps. Needless to say, I didn't sleep much that night. Too many strange things are happening and more frequently. So I don't know. Anyways, it was a strange weekend. Ooh. All right. Friday, August 25th. There have been a few small developments in my apartment, but I'm not really sure what to make of them. I just know I'm scared. If you recall, my cats usually gather at the door at midnight, but lately it's been getting earlier and earlier every night. (gasps) I was almost used to routine. So when they started to cry at the door closer to 10 p.m., I was confused. They began a new routine. However, around the door at 10 p.m., hover around the door at 10 p.m., cry for about 15 minutes, then wander off as if nothing's wrong. But this week, something else has been happening. Shortly after the usual cat stuff, around 10.30 or so, I started getting phone calls from an unmarked number. My entire call history for the past week looks like this. You'll notice that I answered once yesterday. It's just like no caller ID, no caller ID, no caller ID. Oh, Oh, that's super creepy. Since this has been happening for days on end, 
thought it might be an automated telemarketer or something. Usually if it's an automated thing, if you answer once they quit calling, so I picked up. I didn't say anything. I just listened, waiting for some automated message to chime in. Instead, what I heard on the other hand, on the other end was a per peculiar electrical static sound, very similar to the static my sleep app picks up at night. That's horrendous. Uh, after about a minute, the static stopped and there was silence. I kept listening. I heard what I thought was breathing, but it was so faint. I can't be sure. My heart was racing. So, so it was hard to hear. Then just as I was about to hang up, I heard a very small voice whisper, hello? No. No. I hate that so much. Oh. Kid ghosts are the creepiest and kid like kid ghost voices. I know. Kid ghosts are always demons too. They, they are. You're right. They are always demons. Something about the way they said hello freaked me out. It wasn't a question or a greeting. Just hello, a flat statement. So quiet, I could barely hear it. I panicked and hung up. I didn't know what else to do. I closed all the curtains in my apartment, turned on every single light. I watched TV until dawn yeah. because I was too scared to go to sleep. Sort of feel like I'm losing my mind. <laughs> if I look at each individual oh. incident on its own, there are perfectly logical explanations for everything. But after three weeks of weird shit happening, I don't know how to make sense of it at all. The only thing I feel like I can do right now is write everything down. So that's what I'm doing. And that's what I'll keep doing. Monday, August 28th. So I moved the green chair out of the bedroom weeks ago. Move that's it out good. of the whole apartment. That's, yeah. Probably that's burn, it. Yeah. burn it. <laughs> it's been in various parts of the living room ever since. I should probably get rid of it, but I'm not oh. sure that would have any effect. Yeah. <laughs> also, I'm going on vacation to Japan in three weeks, and I keep thinking if I can make it to my trip, this will all end as dumb as that sounds. David lost track of me once I moved, so maybe if he believes I've left the apartment again, he'll leave me alone. Anyway, last week I bought a pet monitor and camera so I can keep an eye on the cats while I'm overseas. <laughs> basically a nanny cam that connects to the Wi-Fi so you can check it whenever you want. It runs 24-7. It also alerts you to sound and movement via an app. I blacked out the company since I doubt they want to be associated with ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a smart idea. In any event, I decided to test out this weekend. I was away from home one night, so I set up the camera before I left. My phone pinged periodically through the evening, alerting me to the cats running around and playing normal stuff. <laughs> then around 11, it alerted me again that it detected oh. motion. But when I checked oh. the feet of my apartment, I didn't see anything. So I watched oh. the feet again. Still no. nothing. No. I watched it a third time and finally noticed something. Hold on. Oh my gosh, there's a video. Watch the chair. I'm trying to see. This reminds me of Paranormal Activity, like where they have the camera and they count down. So like the time speeds by and then it slows down when something's about to happen and you're like, oh! I know, I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I don't see anything. I don't see anything. Eh. I don't know what happened. I think it like rocked a little. I knew it couldn't have been oh. the wind because I haven't had the windows open at all this summer. I have AC and I like to keep it chilly. It was unnerving, but there wasn't anything I could do about it right then. So I flipped off my phone, tried not to panic. About a half hour later, I got another motion alert. Here's the feed of the alert. Okay, let's see. You guys should be watching this too. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Oh! There was like a thing that like appeared in the. Ugh, it was like a black Ew. like. It just like came Ew. and it came out. Okay, that's creepy. Don't like that. If you missed it the first time, like me, look above the shelf. It's a little turtle shell that I hung on the wall. Yes, I know it's weird to own a turtle shell, but my family lives in Montana. I picked it up last year at a native trading post. So just. 
a turtle carcass. Yeah. That's that's cool. My parents have well, since I've been back home, I've been too nervous to turn the camera back on. And today has been pretty quiet. That said, I feel really uneasy. I put the chair in the hall. I hope nothing else happens tonight. September 5th. So we're like about a month of this happening. It's no. happening again. No. <laughs> I've been leaving the nanny cam on 24-7. It records every time there's movement or sound, as you know. I was going over the feet from the weekend and noticed some weird stuff. During the night on Saturday, while I slept, it recorded the cats in the living room. It seemed pretty remark- unremarkable at first. But then after a few moments, Maxwell freaks out and jumps over something invisible. Ew. Oh, I have to watch this. So it's the same angle as the video with the chair and the like thing that... Ooh. He like... Have you seen those videos of where you put like a cucumber behind a cat and they go like, whoop? Like, <laughs> that's my that's favorite thing exactly in the world. Yeah. Like, what this cat does. <laughs> I don't think it was a bug or anything. Maxwell doesn't react like that with bugs. He just eats them. <laughs> Something spooked him. What? My cats uh, kill the bugs, but then they don't eat them. Yeah, my cats but at least they're dead. <laughs> What's yeah. more, I never get bugs. I've seen maybe three here in all the years I've lived here. Anyways, the next night, the camera recorded a couple more strange videos. Specifically, it recorded Max while doing this on and off for hours. He'd sit up on his hind legs. Oh, he's like on the couch sitting like a person. He'd sit up on his hind legs and peer around the room as if looking for something or looking at something. He's like, that's adorable. And I wish my cats did that. (laughs) This is odd behavior for him. And I can't come up with an explanation for it, especially because of the next video. Here's the final video the camera recorded that night. Oh, he's going up. Oh, it's so weird. Let me see. Let me see. I'm like barely. He's on the couch. Oh, how cute. Oh, that is weird. Oh, look at him. He's like definitely trying to get yeah. something. Oh, sweet boy. Or girl. I don't know. No, his name's Maxwell, so I'm assuming he's a boy. I suppose there's a chance it was a fly, but honestly, I never got flies, so that seems unlikely. I just can't shake the feeling that something has made its way into the apartment. It's odd behavior from Maxwell in any event. Things feel off this week. I can't explain it. Jeez, this is getting kind of long. Saturday, September 16th. I think we're almost done. I have lately been having so many nightmares. They're usually way more intense than my usual (laughs) dreams, too. I don't know if it's because I'm stressed or if it's something else. This afternoon, I took a nap and had a dream I haven't been able to shake. In the dream, I was laying in bed and rolled over to face the other direction. On the pillow next to me was a severed head with a bloody spine attached, snaking down the bed. Oh, my the gosh. The head was staring at me, somehow still no. alive. It had this huge smile plastered on its face. Oh, th- that's horrible. That I would just Ugh. die. I would die. Horrified, I screamed, what happened to you? <laughs> the head smiled even bigger. <laughs> it feels great. The head groaned. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ugh. Imagine that. Like, you know what it reminds me of? You know, on SpongeBob, the like old lady that's just like a shriveled up little thing, like sitting in her rocking chair. I don't watch SpongeBob. Oh man, that's what it reminds me of because it's just like a head with like a (laughs) tail, a spine coming out of it. Oh, but imagine it being like it feels great. I mean, I get it. Like sometimes I wish I could like detach my arms because they get in the way when I'm trying to sleep. But (laughs) (laughs) after that, I woke up. It was dark outside by then. Everything was quiet. Other dreams have been just as strange. Things like dark figures staring in my windows, even though I live on the second floor. Actually, don't look at your window right now. Don't look at my window. 
Other dreams have been just as strange. Oh, I already read that one. Stuff that makes no sense in relation <laughs> to what I've been experiencing in real life. After the dream about the head, I've been feeling uneasy all night. Couldn't stop thinking about it. I decided to go for a walk, if for no other reason than to get out of my apartment. I went to a bodega a few blocks away to get a snack. On the way, I had to pass the warehouse that was boarded up a few weeks ago. Mm, it's actually the one with only the green yeah. chair. It's actually on the way to everything. I pass it twice a day just to get to the subway. I oh. hurried past it since it freaks me out now. At the bodega, I got some Doritos and a seltzer and then made my way back home. I like that he added his haul. <laughs> <laughs> when I passed the warehouse a second time, I heard a dull thunk from the other side of the shutters. Don't investigate. Do not do it. Just keep walking. Mind your business. <laughs> I froze in place, but there was no other sound after that. Probably should have just continued on, but the curiosity got yes. the better of me. No. There was a grated window next to the doors, about a foot above my head, too high to see. Uh, so I thought to myself, okay, I'm going to hold my phone up to the window, take one photo, and then run for my life. <laughs> Why would that be a good I know. idea? Why would you ever think of that? <laughs> I made sure my flash was on, positioned my camera lens through one of the grates, and snapped a photo. I almost thought I saw movement when the flash went off, but couldn't be certain. The light bounced off the grapes and was pretty blinding. I couldn't even look at the photo. I just ran all the way home. I was too jumpy to look at it for a while. I just ate my Doritos nervously. <laughs> when I finally did look at the photo, here's what I saw. It seemed to be a different part of the warehouse, maybe an office. Ew. There was a bunch of old insulation and what looked like a filing cabinet and a ripped up leather desk chair. Then I noticed something else in the upper right corner, something that looked like a face. Oh, yeah, fuck. That's not cool. It's going to be too hard for you guys to, like, see it. Hold on. <laughs> okay. But there's, like, I don't know if you can kind of see, like, right here. But it does look like a face. No. Does it? Ugh. No. No, thanks. The more I stared at it, the more it started to look like a nondescript blur. Now I can't even be sure what I'm seeing. Maybe I'm too deep into this and my brain mm. wants to see David when he's not there. <laughs> but here, I messed with the filters on my phone a bit. Tell me this doesn't look like him. Kind of looks like an old man, in my opinion. I don't know. Friday, September 22nd. <laughs> The past few days have been fairly quiet. I haven't been spending much time at home. I leave for Japan in a couple hours. I've been trying to avoid anything weird before my trip. I still feel like all this might stop if I just leave for a couple weeks. But if he followed you, like he's probably yeah. in Japan, bud. Well, especially since he followed him to other places outside the building. Yeah. Whatever happens, mm -hmm. I want to thank everyone for their kind thoughts and concerns. This whole ordeal has been stressful, and it means a lot. Makes me feel like I'm not going through this alone. See you in a couple weeks. So we'll do part two, starting in Japan. Next time. This is good. This is going to be a really good scary movie. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay, but actually, you have to, like, look up a photo. Okay. Because there is, like, actual pictures that he took. Or that, like, he allegedly took. I sent you a picture oh, in our group. I didn't look. Yeah, oh, yeah, there you. he is. Dear David. Ew. Dear David. Right. This is going to be a great well, movie. I'm, I'm already excited for it. I am glad that you've covered this. Because I don't think I know the Japan okay. part. So... Me neither. This is this is all new yeah. to me too, and I'm enjoying the ride. Yeah. Well, and I found the um the website that you're using. I think at least it has all those tweets and the pictures yeah. and stuff. So next week I'll follow along and look at the pictures yeah, with it's you. Wait, Cool. All right. Well, thank you yeah. for sharing. This that is gonna story. be great. I'm excited for her too. I look forward to. I'm part excited two. to hear what happens. Like, does it just stop? Does he die? What happens? I know. I'm Dude, very does interested. he find out who it is? Right. Yeah. 
Oh, wouldn't that be creepy? We'll stay tuned next week <laughs> to find out. <laughs> and now for some dorky joke. Yeah. What you got, Jess? All right. Um. <laughs> what does a zombie vegetarian eat? Grains. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my favorite word is drool it just rolls off the tongue (laughs) 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 why do cow milking stools only have three legs because the cow's got the udder (laughs) I quite like listening to Jess so like bad. read through the joke, laugh at it, and then tell us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, got one more. Got okay, one, one more. more. <laughs> what did Batman say to Robin before they got in the car? Robin, get in the car. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I like that one. <laughs> well, if you want more of us three lovely ladies, you can find us on historiesandmysteries.ca. We are also on Facebook and Instagram at Histories and Mysteries. And if you'd like to rate and review us, we would really appreciate it because it helps us get out there more. And tell us what you would do with the green chair. Burn it. <laughs> I think we're all team. to the ground. Let's let's take a take a hint from the crime scene staging and uh <laughs> arson that bitch up <laughs> awesome. well we hope you come back yeah. for the continuation of dear david and the other great story that we will have and we look forward to bringing you those two new stories next week bye, bye. bye. bye.